Welcome to The Prep School, a Franklin Medical Reserve Corps podcast where you'll learn how to be prepared through entertaining education. Produced in the media studios at Greenfield Community College in lovely rural western Massachusetts, near Vermont and not far from upstate New York. Not the Berkshires, but real close. And here's your host, Denise Schwartz. Hi. Fires, floods, hurricanes, disasters, natural and human-made. Today we're going to talk about emergencies and disasters. And we're going to talk about who is responsible for planning for them and responding to them. Is it our government, our cities, our towns? Well, yeah, yes it is. But it is also us. It's our responsibility. Tom Williams is our guest today. He is the Emergency Management Director for the town of Shelburne, Massachusetts. And Tom is going to talk to us about emergencies and disasters, because that's his job. But he's also going to talk about what part we, our everyday residents of our towns and cities, have in planning for disasters and emergencies. Hi, Tom. Hi. Well, I think it's pretty timely that we're talking about um, emergencies, even though we don't have one yet. We do have rain. We've had it for 12 hours now, and we have a forecast for gusty wind starting tonight. And I was thinking, hmm, I wonder if Tom is thinking about that instead of, ta- instead of thinking about talking about emergencies and disasters. So do you, before we talk about what your job is, do you think about weather forecasts all the time? All the time. Uh, currently, we have the uh, Eversource website and the, I think it's the National Weather Service uh, they put out uh, warning, wind warnings, high wind warnings for starting tonight, 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. tomorrow, uh, with wind gusts up to 55 miles an hour. So they're just putting the word out there, getting us thinking about what could happen. What could happen? Well, high winds, uh, you're subject to trees falling down on yeah. um, electric wires, down wires being power outages, um, uh, road blockage, things like that. Well, that sounds like you have a lot to do, but maybe, maybe the winds won't come here. Maybe they won't gust and maybe we'll all be okay. Well, actually, the map that they put out does have us in a less likely uh, area, whereas most of the issues are going to be, looks like, toward the eastern part of the state. Oh, boy. Okay, so we're okay for tonight. So far. So far. So why don't we start by you telling us a little bit about what an emergency management director does. What's your job? Well, my job, uh, number one, is to educate the public in emergency management, especially in the preparation phase of, uh, you know, what to do in case of uh, natural disasters, man-made disasters, or whatever. And also my other half of that is to uh, learn how to, what to do to respond to these incidents. Uh, so there's preparations, there's planning to be put, um, to be made, And once the response uh, phase is there, it's to coordinate the activities to respond to getting people, um, make sure they're safe in the properties. Now, how do towns let, or or people in towns who do your job, how do you, you said your job is to educate people. How do you do that? Oh, in a myriad of ways. Um, Town of Shelburne has uh, a local uh, online newspaper called Two Town News. I put an article in there every month. I distribute pamphlets around town. 
Uh, I had actually had a two-hour class that I gave to the town employees from oh. the select board right on down to uh, the individual, uh, like the treasurer, highway superintendent. So we had about uh, 20, 25 people that for the town of Shelburne now a little bit, know a little bit more about emerging management. Do most towns do that? Um, as far as I know, Shelburne's the only one in this area that's done that. Well, that would be something really good for towns to do. Absolutely. Good. Because everybody has a part in emergency management, and that was kind of the gist of what I was trying to get across in this class, that towns, people, especially treasurers, you know, they, they control the finances. Uh, you got the highway department. Obviously, we know what their responsibilities are. I mean, it goes, it goes up and down the line. Everybody has a play in the response to emergencies. What is like the chain of command? I think it's called incident control in a town emergency. Let's say Shelburne. Let's say tonight we have a power outage and trees go down and there's some flooding because of the rain. Who makes decisions? Well, the incident commander, whoever that might be, and the incident commander depends on the type of emergency we have. If it's a, a fire, then the incident commander would be more than likely the fire chief. If it's a, a, a huge traffic pileup, it might be uh, the police chief, or it might be a combination of police chief and the fire chief. So a lot of t- depends on the type of emergency we have, but the incident commander always takes their uh, guidance and authority from the senior elected official within the town. Oh, it, so would that be a select person? It'd be the chair of the select board for Shelburne. Oh, okay. So that person would be the person who would like decide what's going to happen when in conference with other folks who are in emergency management. In a way, more than likely, they'll just give some strategic guidance, but the, a lot of the decision making will be the incident commander. Okay. So I'm thinking about the flooding that we had recently where um, I, I don't think Shelburne was as affected as other towns such as Conway and Deerfield, but we had incredible flooding. Farm fields were flooded. Roads washed out. Mm. What did, did Shelburne have any of that? And if so, what did you do in that situation? And did you coordinate with other towns when that happened? Well, Shelburne had a little bit of, uh, we had three or four instances of uh, a little bit of road damage with some, by some floods and excessive rains, uh, but not as much as Sh- uh, Conway, for sure. Mm. Um, as far as coordinating, we're, we're not quite there yet, but that's something that we need to do more of. Regionalization is a thing that we're starting to work on. The local MEMA coordinator and I are working a lot more to get uh, a coordinated effort in this part of uh, Franklin County. So you've started to do that? Absolutely. And do you find that most towns are willing to do this and they understand the benefit of working together? Oh, absolutely. I mean, um, money obviously is a big thing. And with, uh, with the cost of, um, of repairs and everything else and the cost of equipment, some towns have equipment that other towns don't have. Uh, oh. So it, it, it's got to be a cooperative effort as these uh, events become more frequent and, and, and more intense than the cooperation has got to be there in order to respond uh, efficiently and, and quickly. I would think that, you know, residents of towns and cities in this area would feel a lot more comfortable knowing that there was a coordinated effort, knowing that, you know, if something happens in my town, which is Deerfield, if we need additional help, that it's there and people are at the ready and they understand um, the, the plans and how to work together. I think that I would feel really comfortable knowing that would happen. So I hope you make that, that work in this area. 
Well, we're working on it, and we already have it in the way of the fire department. I mean, mutual aid has been Mm -hmm. around for years. Right. And so we're trying to do the same thing with emergency management. So you had two events that you thought we might want to talk about. Um, One was the blizzard of March 2023, and the other was a Taylor Road blockage. Can you describe those and tell me a little bit about them? Well, the Taylor Road blockage was uh, was the result of the blizzard of uh, 23, and that's when we got dumped on about uh, 14 inches of very heavy snow, and there were a lot of downed trees around uh-huh. town, and of course some power outages, uh, which l- some of it was lasted 12 hours or more. But h- here's the uh, the issue we had down on Taylor Road. It's a pretty rural area down there. And the trees fell on both ends of the road, which blocked in the uh, citizens down there, the residents down there, uh, for three days. Wow. So, I mean, and then you can tell that we need to do more. We need to be able to plan more and and get uh, better coordination to respond to those types of emergencies and be able to clear the roads, clear the down power lines, and get power restored. So we're working on that. It sounds terrible. Well, <laughs> it sounds horrible. Yeah. I mean, you know, I had a tree fall in the storm that just happened a couple of weeks ago. And when I went out and I saw how much of that tree had snapped off and hit the ground and, you know, went into the ground like a spike and it went down about a foot, I was thinking, wow, that could have been on our car. That could have been on our roof. That could have been on a person. I mean, this could be very critical. We sort of think, oh, high winds, not that bad because this area doesn't have a lot of hurricanes. We're really lucky about that. Mm. I think we're seeing more and more wind gusts. I've started to notice that when I go out walking, I usually have to protect myself from the wind. It's something that I don't like. So um, I want to talk about that in a minute because we're going to talk about a topic that is um, a little controversial, but I think is really needed to be talked about, and that is climate change and how FEMA looks at that. But before we do that, I wanted, I, I, I wanted to talk about personal responsibility. I mean, usually we think there's, an, there's a problem, there's a disaster, there's an emergency our town will take care of that. But that actually isn't true. I mean, our town will. But we have to have responsibility for taking care of ourselves in emergencies. And I thought that you might want to talk a little bit about FEMA's whole community concept. Whole community concept. I love that idea. Well, FEMA has come up with this idea, uh, and rightly so, that everybody's responsible for emergency management. Everybody has to take responsibility first and foremost for their own selves. There's a lot that they can do to prepare themselves for an emergency event. And, and what, what might that be? Well, right off the bat, uh, there's a couple of things they need to do is to educate themselves. First off, what are the possible risks within the town? And once you know the risks, then you can probably prepare for them. If, if there's going to be a flood and you know you're going to have to be evacuated, well, do you have a to-go bad, bag? Mm-hmm. Do you know what goes in that to-go bag? I mean, there's things like, uh, well, the first thing you want to do is go to ready.gov, and they'll list an, a bunch of items that you should be able to grab and take with you in, in case you have to evacuate. Yes, I've looked at that, and having a go bag is a really good idea. Mm. The problem is... Where do you put that go bag? And maybe <laughs> we can talk about that at another time, but that is a really good idea. Uh, please continue about what we should be doing. Well, um, the to-go uh, to bag, you know, what are you going to do with your pets? Right. And um, what about prescriptions, uh, legal documents? And if you have to evacuate and, there's a, and it's because of a power outage, you better take some cash because ATMs uh. might not work. 
um, and, and medical equipment, things like that. But the big thing you can do also is, is to get involved. Um, the emergency management directors are, are trying to expand their, their work, and we need to get everybody involved so that we get all kinds of opinions on how to do things to make sure they're done right. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody has different needs. Everybody has different qualities and, and, and expertise to help put these plans together. Mm. Plans that we have on the shelf, they might have been on the shelf for years. Some of these plans need to be updated on a regular basis. And then people need to know how to access them or know what's in them. Exactly. Exactly. Know what to do in the case of emergency. Well, how would I find out? Well, um... I mean, would I call you? If I lived in Shelburne, would I say, oh my goodness, the river's getting high. I hear there's going to be flooding. What should I do, Tom? And would you tell me? How would I find out? Absolutely. Uh, call the emergency management director and myself. Every emergency management director has uh, a, a, some kind of web page on the town website. Um, some are more extensive than others, but there's good information on a lot of them. And would you respond in person? I mean, would you pick up a phone or would you come to somebody's house and say, this is what you might do? If they want me to, sure. Uh, there's a lot of emails I've responded to. People have had questions and I'm constantly putting out my business card and saying, hey, you got questions, you want to get involved, you know. Can you tell, well, I'm just curious, I didn't mean to interrupt, but what are some of the questions that people have come to you about? I mean, are there really things like, where do I go if my road is flooded? How do I get out of here? Are they that specific? Yes, yes. Um, uh, last winter, there were a lot of questions, um, especially after the power outage. Where do I go for a warming center? Uh, so some information was put out on that. Um, I've gotten some uh, some emails that say, you know, what can I do? Uh, what, can, what can I do to help? And those are always good to have. It's always good to have volunteers. Oh, I think you just told me something about getting some volunteers just yesterday. Oh, uh, yes. Um, we've uh, we put together an emergency operations center in the town of Shelburne. And uh, what I need now is to, now that I've got one established, I need some help to operate it during an emergency. So yesterday we had um, five volunteers show up at an introductory training session. Uh, we had a quick class on emergency management. We had a tour of the emergency operations center, and then we went through some procedures. And so we got some individual training uh, planned. And later on next month, we, we'd looked at, we're looking to do some collective training. We're going to put them through some scenarios where some messages come in. They're, they're gonna, we're all going to learn how to uh, operate and, and know what to do with those messages. Uh, coordinate resources and respond to different requests that come in, and uh, we're going to do. It's going to be a good, uh, good exercise, about a four-hour exercise. And you have five people who are going to do that. Well, actually, the five yesterday are going to be joined by three others that we have. So we now have eight people who are have volunteered to be the, on the EOC team or the Emergency Operations Center team. Now it's just a matter of uh, getting the team together and do individual and collective training so that when uh, needed, we call them up on the phone, they come in, and we go right to work and respond to the emergency. Two things. Do other towns have that? And if not, are you going to try to work with other towns to have um, a group of folks who can do that, a volunteer group of folks who can do that? And, and what are the requirements for somebody who might want to do that? Is there an age requirement? I hope not. That wouldn't be good. Um, do they have to have previous experience in emergency management or, or what? 
Oh, not at all. Uh, and that was the concern um, when I started getting responses from the um, the request that went out through the Two Town News in Shelburne. Uh, geez, I don't know anything about emergency management. Well, I don't know how to operate a EOC. Oh, yada, yada. Right. And I said, you don't need any experience at all. And I I'll, and you don't. There's no age requirement. Uh, well. To an extent. And you probably don't want, maybe not somebody who's very, very young. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. High school age and, and up, uh, I think, would be, would be good. And all I'm looking for is somebody with an open mind and just a hard-charging willingness to learn, and let's just do it and get it done. I love that idea. I hope we can replicate that in other towns in Western Mass and make Western Mass be, you know, really resilient and ready for emergencies and disasters. I think that would be wonderful. So there, let's just add that to your job list, okay? All right. Okay. So can we talk about, <clears throat> can we talk about climate change? So I have gone to the FEMA website. I really like to look at it. I think there's a lot of good information there. And um, I go to that because I'm part of the um, Medical Reserve Corps. And so I'd like to know what things are happening in terms of disaster planning and emergency training and so on. And I read that FEMA is no longer looking at itself as a response agency, but as a resilience agency. And my thought was, well, that must be in relation to how natural disasters are recurring in a different way now. And yes, indeed. So I began reading about climate change on FEMA's website. And they said that climate change represents a profound crisis for the nation, making natural disasters more frequent, more intense, and more destructive. And it also said, in 2020, there were 22 weather and climate disaster events with total losses exceeding $1 billion across the U.S. Now, it would seem to me that people who are in emergency management would need to be able to respond to these more severe crises that we're having. And indeed, FEMA says they're going to um, do training for that um, specifically. But they also said, and I wanted to read this because I thought it was pretty interesting. FEMA said it will support the development of guidance, tools, training, and educational programs that engage and integrate the entire community into local emergency management activities. And I think that's wonderful. But I want to ask you, how are we doing that in Western Massachusetts? Have we started? I haven't heard anything about that. Well, absolutely. Um, FEMA's pushed down uh, to MEMA, MEMA, which is Massachusetts Emergency uh, Management or Agency. Uh, they've been pushing down requirement, training requirements uh, some, and some funding. And our local MEMA office is out of uh, Agawam in this area. And MEMA is uh, forever putting out all kinds of uh, opportunities for training, all kinds of classes. Um, They've hired on some extra uh, individuals called local coordinators. Uh, those are the guys that get out in the field and work hand in, or, uh, hand in hand with the local EMDs. And they assist with their planning. They assist with just about with whatever your needs are. And so there's more emphasis on training, more emphasis on pushing down uh, the requirements to lower level to getting people trained to respond to these emergencies, well, prepare and respond 
to these emergencies. Right, because they said they were looking at themselves more as a resilience agency than a response agency, mm. which I don't think means they're not going to be involved in response. Of course, they're going to be, but it sounds like they're really saying with what we're looking at with climate change or the climate emergency, that we have to be, that FEMA and other organizations have to be really much more focused on preparing for them. But, you know, we have an, uh, some reluctant f people, uh, people who don't really care about a climate emergency. How are we going to get everybody on board so that they can respond to disasters because they believe that they are related to climate change and then stay safe? Well, again, it just goes back to education. It, it goes back to getting out there and engaging with the public uh, and, and, and just telling them what, what we do, what emergency management is all about, what's needed, and, uh, and, 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 and actually the risk in that particular area. For instance, the risk in our area are not so much uh, wildfires, although there are some uh, grass fires and whatnot, but certainly not the intensity we've seen out west. But we have hurricanes uh, on, on occasion, but we have um, train derailments. I, rem oh. I remember as a kid, uh, a couple of uh, chlorine tankers oh. uh, derailed up in Charlemont, and we had to evacuate. And I don't remember all the details. I was right, like eight right. or nine. But uh, in 2011 and 2014, right in the center of Shelburne Falls on Ashfield Street, there was uh, two trail derailments there. So oh. there's a lot of hazardous materials that come through. So train derailments are an issue in our area. We've seen that rain and severe rains are an uh, issue oh, in right. our area. Right. So get to know what the risks are in your particular area and then start preparing for them. And if you don't know how to prepare for them, then contact people like me and get involved and just ask questions. And my job is to get out there and just entice people to think more about emergency management. And that's what mm -hmm. I do every chance I get. And I'm glad you took this chance to help educate people about emergency management. It's really helped me a lot. I'm thinking about flooding because in the last flood, it came down our street. We're at the end of the street. And there's a cul-de-sac, which ends in a lot of woods, for which I'm very grateful because that was able to take up a lot of the water. And yet my yard was flooded. I mean, this was nothing compared to what some people had to deal with, with, you mm -hmm. know, roads being out and so on. But, you know, I've spent a lot of time putting my gardens in and so on, and there they were underwater. And I'm thinking, what can I do? What? How can I minimize the damage that's going to happen to my own property the next time there's a, a serious rain like this that results in flooding, and we know there's going to be a next time. So I decided what I'm going to do is call you, Tom. <laughs> there you go, sure. <laughs> or your, your counterpart in my town of Deerfield. So we're kind of running out of time, and I'm really glad to hear all this. It's made me think about a lot of things that I have to do, but, you know, my memory isn't all that great. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. My memory is pretty great. But I do need reminders every once in a while, so... Before we say goodbye to each other, could you just remind us of three things that we might be able to go home and do right now that will help us be better prepared for the next emergency or disaster? Well, number one on my list, again, is to go to ready.gov. That website there uh, has a, a boatload of good information and, and uh, of things what to do in, in case of emergency. Uh, the other thing is to get involved, uh, contact your local emergency management director, and just talk with him. And he'd, he'd love to come out and just, uh, you know, discuss your issues if you have any. Really? And, uh, well, at, at least a few that I know. Really? Uh, and I'm getting to know more and more of them here in the western part of, of Franklin County. 
And the third thing is, uh, geez, if you've got the time, volunteer. Uh, just volunteer and, and see what you can do to help. Um, I know Shelburne is always looking for extra volunteers. I'm definitely looking for more people for the EOC team. Well, I'd like to volunteer, but it's just a little too far for me. Yeah. But if you could get Deerfield to start one, I would definitely be on that team. Well, I'll see what I can do. I know you will. <laughs> Tom, it was really good speaking with you. This is something that we need to take seriously, and we're laughing a little bit here at the end because, you know, if you don't laugh about things, well, you're just going to go yeah. home and cry. But um, it is serious, and I appreciate knowing that FEMA is looking at an environmental crisis and that they're adjusting what they're doing to help all of us understand what's coming. What's coming? What's down the road in terms of, and it's usually natural disasters at this point. And, and they're coming more and more, and, and like mm -hmm. you said earlier, more frequent and more intensity. So we so, have to prepare. Absolutely. Thanks very much. My pleasure. I think I'd like to have you on again, and we can talk about uh, what happens when you get the volunteers, and maybe we can have some of them come in and talk too. All right, sure. Thanks very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.